Hello and welcome to episode 251 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. My 2019 is drawing to a close and I thought as the final episode for this year, I would take a look back at the highs and lows of 2019. But before that, as always, we have a diary with what I've been up to over this last week. Well, today is Saturday the 28th of December 2019. I'm at home, still unable to get down the allotment. And what with Christmas, it means I have not done much gardening this week at all. And in fact, it's been a bit of a chill out time, which has been quite nice. Now, Christmas morning, I did manage to get down the allotment. As I said, I still haven't got the key. But what I did was jump over the fence. Now, I know that's not right, but it was the only way I could get in to get our Christmas vegetables. I've always said allotments are not the most secure places, and that really kind of proves it. But yes, I managed to get into the allotment and get some of my leeks and my sprouts and parsnips and carrots, which was all rather, rather nice, and we had those on Christmas Day, and it was all rather lovely. Now, since then, I've not done it any gardening really I've been seeing family and what have you but today I had a spare day and well I decided to do a little bit at home in the garden now in the corner of my garden in the patio area I have what I can only call is a huge collection of plastic pots I can't bear to throw plastic pots away because it is incredibly wasteful so I end up hoarding any plastic pots I seem to get hold of now that's not good because they are quite unattractive and they do take up a lot of space but I know come this growing season I will need a lot of them but I've given those a bit of a tidy up and stacked them up and a bit neater than what they were and that'll be fine for the time being after that I went into the vegetable patch and I hoed over the rye grass that I sowed as a green manure in one of the beds now the green manure had actually started to die back, obviously the cold had got to it, so it was time for it to really be in use, although I could have left it a bit longer. As I was hoeing the ryegrass, I let the chickens also peck at it and dig it over with their feet like they do. And then I sowed some peas, a variety called meteor. Now I said in last week's tip of the week that it says to sow peas outside, and I thought it was a bit too late, but I thought let's run an experiment and see what actually happens. So I've sown a load of peas in there, and we'll see if they grow. It'd be great if they do grow, because it means we can get more peas. Then after that I headed into my little potting shed, and again a couple of weeks ago I brought a pack of seed sowing compost, and I've sowed some seed since then parsley and coriander all of which have just started to show signs of life so they're sprouting but I'd left all the seed sowing compost in the packet but what I normally do is pour it into a box and add some perlite and that's what I did while I was in the potting shed today mixed it all together and that's got me set up for the seed sowing season in fact I've actually filled a few pots up with seed compost ready to sow some seeds I might actually sow some onion seeds tomorrow now I always add perlite to my seed compost because I do find I get better results with it and I've spoken about this many times in the past but we'll go over it quite happily again. Perlite is this water absorbing material that I add particularly to seed sowing compost because I find it just improves my seed sowing germination rates. It kind of acts as like a water reservoir and it keeps the compost moist and it, I find it helps prevent overwatering. 
So I always add it to that and I've prepared that up and it means now I'm kind of ready to get seeds sown. Now as I say, hopefully tomorrow I might sow some onion seeds but we'll find out in just a second. I've got a feeling that this diary section is going to be a little low this week but that's what happens. Anyway, that's what I've been up to today. Well it's Sunday the 29th of December 2019 today just in the potting shed and I am just sowing some Elisa Craig onions. Now I don't normally grow onions from seed. I Every couple of years I have a try and I still don't get on but I thought you know what I'm going to try again and December is generally when competitions growers will sow their seeds and although I don't do competitions I do like the idea of competitive growing in some way so I thought let's have another go this year and see what gets on. So just sowing these now in just into my little pots of seed sowing compost that I set up yesterday. I'm only going to use one pot but because I set these pots up yesterday the compost has effectively warmed up to the room temperature of this potting shed which means it's a bit better for the seedlings and doesn't shock the seeds. Now it is Sunday morning at the moment and usually I would be down on the allotment but as I said yesterday I still haven't got my key from my van so I couldn't go down there today and I have got family coming around this afternoon so my time is very very precious today but I have done my usual Sunday jobs with my birds the chicken and the quail and cleaned those out made sure they got plenty of food for the week so they're all good to go then i've also been measuring out my garden which i've done many many times in the past but i've just done it again because i've got some big plans in my head at the moment on how to change my garden around a bit more I want everything in my garden to be edible and I'll be going over this a bit more with Lee in next week's podcast but as always you've got to start with measurements and draw plans out especially in my head because I get all excited with all these ideas that I'm going to do this and that and this and that and then when I measure it out it doesn't quite work but that's basically I've got these plans and they're going to go into place. So that's what I've been up to today, just a little update I'm afraid, but nonetheless it's an update. From next week on, the, the diary should start getting a bit more involved again as we really get into the new season. December I always find to be a weird month. But that's it for today, I'm just watering up these seedlings and I'm going to head on indoors and start cooking lunch. It's time for the last ever tip of the week from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar and this week's tip is take advantage of the quiet time to clean the garden and start to plan for another successful year ahead. Well, I'm not going to argue with that tip at all. It's certainly a great time to plan for the upcoming year, as well as make any repairs or anything that needs doing in the garden that can't be done when plants are growing. 
Now, I've got to admit, I'm a bit sad to see the end of this calendar. It's been a very useful tool for me throughout 2019, but I'm not going to be using it in 2020. I have something else lined up for that. Well, it'll be, you have to wait and see. But if you did like this calendar, they still sell it, and I'll add a link to Amazon on the blog post for this week's podcast, if that's of interest to you. Well now, 2019 is drawing to a close. It's been an eventful year, full of highs and lows, and looking back over 2019, there's a lot to go through. Now, right at the beginning of 2019, I remember being full of enthusiasm, convinced that I was going to be more organised, tidier, and more productive than I was last year. Well, how did I get on? Well, let's start right back at February. Now, that February was actually a very eventful month. See the Sunday right at the very beginning where I managed to chat to lots of gardeners and growers and, and a lot of learning, such as how to save seed. But February, we also had some rather hot weather and that lasted for about a week or two and it was It was rather, rather warm. I remember working on the allotment in a t-shirt and it felt like summer. It was really fantastic in that regard, but I knew it was not going to last. Unfortunately, I did hear that many other inexperienced gardeners got a bit overexcited and planted out a lot of plants. And they really should not have gone out at that time. But that's experience. Now, I remember one allotment holder on my site got rather, rather excited and planted out tomatoes and peppers during this time. I think he was a bit keen. There's no denying that. But obviously, as soon as the weather went back to what it would normally be like, it killed those plants off. And it was a great shame because that person ended up giving up his plot. Now, February... I started a new experiment and I sowed some chickpea seeds. Now that's the first time I've ever grown chickpeas because every year I like to grow something I've never grown before. 2019 was chickpeas, 2020 is going to be dahlias because they are edible. But I have to say the chickpeas were pretty successful. I only ended up with about five plants, but I managed a small harvest out of these five plants. We got about 100 grams, which was only a small amount, but that was enough to tell me that I could grow chickpeas. Now, that was only a small amount from a few plants, but what that told me, if I wanted to have enough chickpeas to have chickpeas last all year round, I would need to grow a lot more plants and use up a lot more space. Now this year was quite warm and I'll get onto that a bit later and I think that helped with making the chickpeas so successful. Now March I planted out my potatoes but this year I planted them in the ground. Usually I would grow these into buckets and I think I've mentioned this quite a bit in previous podcasts. The reason I grow them in the ground is that I figured that growing in the ground would need less watering. It just reduced the amount of time I would have to spend watering. I was right on this. It did work better for me. I grew a decent amount of potatoes, all of a good size, and I didn't have to water every day like I would have to do if they were in pots. Now, I have to say, I did grow one pot of my home guard potatoes, one of my favourites, and one that I do in pots every year. And these were started much earlier in the greenhouse. And this pot grew the best potatoes. So... There's a lot of debate, I know, that whether potatoes grow best in the ground or in pots. 
I actually believe they grow better in pots, but they do require more care and attention. And I think that has to be taken into consideration when it's down to deciding how to grow potatoes. Now, I grew several varieties of potatoes this year. They were Home Guard, Aaron Pilot, Bonnie, Sarpo Myra, Myrus Piper, King Edward, Linda, Highland Burgundy and Pink Fur. And most of these were actually harvested in October and they still sit in storage as we speak. I think I probably grew too many and I didn't start harvesting them early enough. I do plan to grow all these potatoes again and I'm going to be saving some of the potatoes that I've grown in 2019 as seed potatoes for 2020. Now for me the potatoes have really performed best for me and I was actually surprised on this because I've never grown this variety before was pink fur. These grew in huge numbers. In fact they probably grew more potatoes than any of my other plants which considering I only started with three seed potatoes was quite surprising. They also grew really big but they tasted delicious as well and I'm really pleased with them. Another variety that I've also only grown for the first time and I was really pleased with was the Highland Burgundy and this is a purple coloured potato. Now they didn't grow in huge numbers and they weren't huge but what I really liked about them was how they looked on a plate. They looked really interesting. Now March also saw the addition of my veggie pod which I made a little video of me building in the kitchen at the time and I've spoken a lot about the veggie pod because it's been such a fantastic piece of kit. It's been so easy to use but the results have been out of this world. Now I started sowing the first seeds on the 1st of April and since then we have harvested £145 worth of food from it. Mostly in the way of salad leaves and now that's from one metre square. That's pretty good going. Now I had a system with a veggie pod where I sowed salad leaves in one side on the 1st of every month and by the 1st of the following month they were ready for harvesting. But it was also time then to sow salad seeds in the other side. This kept us going with salad leaves all years round and it really was fantastically successful. However, seeds that were sown in December have not germinated and the lettuce plants that I've actually planted in there, they're still alive, they're still growing but they're very, very slow to grow. The chilli plant I have in there, that's really going well. Now April also saw me inheriting my grandfather's greenhouse, something I am so proud to have on my allotment. And this has been another really major success story this year. Tomatoes and chickpeas grew inside and produced plenty of food and various plants in there do grow rather, rather well. April and May, as always, it's really busy time. Sowing seeds, getting seedlings potted up, plants hardened off and into the ground. I have to admit, I had a system set up for myself where I would start off my seeds in one propagator and as soon as they germinate, move them on to another and then as they grow and I need to pop them on, I move them further and further along the shelf or as they get older, into the greenhouse or start hardening them off. Now I found that this organised system really worked for me and it's something that I will continue to use from now on. Now May also saw us take a trip to the Malvern Spring Festival, which I have to say was an absolutely amazing garden show. Right at the beginning of spring, the buzz and the excitement at the show was overwhelming. Plenty of stalls, talks and demonstrations going on and the buzz from the people there. Everyone's excited to start in the garden again. It really showed. But for me, the real highlight of this show was the school gardens. 
Now, several schools designed and created a collection of show gardens, and I felt they really showed how creative kids can be when given the chance. There wasn't just flowers, there were edibles, there it was just absolutely amazing. Early June, and this is where my troubles really started. On a personal level, the death of my grandfather was a real big shock to the system and it certainly knocked the wind out of me. Around this time, I also had a family member and a colleague who was rather ill. Now this had a knock-on effect with work as it meant I had to pick up the slack. But to make matters worse, the heat wave that dominated the summer was upon us and we also had another engineer leave. Now if you don't know, my day job is repairing refrigeration systems and when it gets hot, it makes refrigerators break down more and more regularly in fact one day during the summer we actually hit a temperature that fridges in this country do not work now you're probably wondering what this has to do with gardening well what i was finding was the fact that i was so busy that my time on the allotment on the garden was very very limited and i had to make the most of it i try and go to the allotment every evening when it's light just enough just to do a bit of weeding and watering as a way to try and keep on top of all the little tasks that need doing during this time it was impossible and it was really frustrating but it meant that I had to think about what I had to do. I had to concentrate on my gardening and therefore I stopped making the videos. I enjoy making the videos but it does take up quite a bit of time and this is something that I've thought about for next year. It's something that I'm going to have to really buckle down during this hot weather and to figure out what's more important to me, work or gardening. More than that next week. I did manage a trip to another show in mid-June, and that was Gardener's World Live. And again, another really, really good show. And it's one that I certainly enjoy. The great thing about Gardener's World Live is it's set up with the gardener in mind. One particular stage I really liked this year was the allotment stage. We had a great chat with the guys there. Really, really enjoyed that. But there was another stall that I really, really liked. And that was the plant expert stall with Lucy Chamberlain and Saul Walker. Now, you may remember I chatted to these about a problem that a listener had asked me with blueberry plants. And I showed Lucy and Sol the pictures and got them to chat on the podcast about what they thought it was. Really sound advice and really loved it. I have to say that the listener who asked the question had taken on the advice and the last time I had heard it seemed to work. But I do want to mention as a bit of a thank you to Lucy and Sol for solving this problem but also because they are such lovely people. Lucy and Sol are bringing out their own podcast in 2020 called the Talking Heads podcast and it's going to be about uh, head gardeners. Now I'm really looking forward to see what they bring out. It's really got me excited to listen to this so please check that out when it comes out. Now July and August, oh that was mainly spent dealing with a heat wave and not much that I can really remember but I do remember really struggling on the allotment one day due to the heat. Then September came along and the VegGrow podcast website had massive, massive problems and it meant I couldn't produce the podcast, which was really, really frustrating to me. However, I could garden and I even took a trip actually to Logan Botanical Gardens in Scotland. Now the wife and I do like to visit gardens in our spare time and it's really a chance to get some ideas and see what can be grown um, and see what we can do in our own garden. And Logan Botanical Garden was no exception. 
it was full of some very lush tropical plants from some of the warmer parts of the globe. And it really got me thinking about how microclimates change all over the country. There on the west coast of Scotland, there was these exotic plants growing really happily. Now October and harvest time came and the potatoes that I mentioned earlier were fantastic, but also apples and pumpkins and all other types of veg that we had spent months nurturing and trying to grow. It was really great to see the efforts really come to fruitation. And it made everything worthwhile. Now we had plenty of apples, we had marrows, we had so much veg that it was absolutely wonderful. Our freezers were packed to the brim. Now I spoke about potatoes earlier so I won't go too much into those. But the pumpkins, now the pumpkins were quite interesting this year. Firstly, I grew a variety that was labelled as Crown Prince. Which are meant to be like a blue skinned edible variety of pumpkins. Well, that squash was not Crown Prince. It was orange. It was a bit on the small side. It was not Crown Prince. So next year, I have made an effort to buy definite Crown Prince pumpkin seeds and will try my hardest to ensure I get those grown. Now, apart from that, the other pumpkins I grew were a bit on the small side. I didn't get any of the huge pumpkins that I usually get. Now, I'm not too fussed about that because although I like to grow a huge pumpkin, the smaller ones... Are where the flavour is and I'm really growing for food especially when it comes to pumpkins. After that winter started to creep in and weather really did take a turn for the worst. It was nice to slow down after such a hectic year I have to admit and this was where I was finding myself taking stock of what needed doing. Now this includes replacing the beds on the allotment as they have rotted away uh, and I have found that using thicker wood and adjusting the beds they're much more pleasing to the eye and a lot stronger and easier to work with. And this is something that I am thinking about in my garden at home as well. As my garden at home, I am making a lot of changes. But again, that'll be coming up in future podcasts. But one night, we had a really, really bad storm. And this led to a lot of glass in my granddad's greenhouse being destroyed. And it cost me a small fortune to replace. Now, that is part of the joy of having a greenhouse. And it certainly certainly changes the enjoyment when this happens. I love my greenhouse and this might be a one-off this storm but if it happens regularly it's probably going to be too expensive to replace the glass every year but we'll see what happens next year with that and that brings us up kind of to now well it's been a bit of a quiet month especially over the last couple of weeks but I don't mind that it's time to take stock and see what we can do for 2020 and that has really been the highlights of this year now I'm hoping that 2020 is going to be even more successful and I'm taking the lessons that I've learned this year using that throughout the next year and improve again on what we can do but what has been your highlight for this year please let me know either in the comments on the blog post at the vegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can email me richard at vegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media now in next week's podcast lee connolly is joining me in the podding shed and we're going to talk about our plans for 2020 so please join me for that but for this week please take care and i'll speak to you all again next time <laughs>